Welcome to the Online Course Master Show, where we learn from the best online course creators how to better create and sell our very own courses. I'm your host, Phil Ebener, and I'm thrilled to be here for the very first episode. Visit OnlineCourseMasters.com for show notes to watch the video version of this episode and see an archive of all our past guests. Please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you're listening, and make sure to leave a rating. In this episode, I just want to give a little bit more information about what this podcast is all about, why I'm creating it, and a little bit more information about me so that for those of you who are coming across this podcast for the first time and you've never heard about me, Phil Ebener, or my website, videoschoolonline.com, that you can get to know me a little bit better. This entire podcast is going to be very casual and it's mostly going to be interview based. I'll talk a little bit more about the structure in a minute, but the reason why I'm creating this podcast is one, because I love podcasts myself. I listen to a ton of podcasts and I've always wanted to start one. I've actually dabbled with starting a couple of podcasts in the past, but it's never really worked out. I've never really found a topic that I can be consistent at and something that I'm truly passionate about. And I think that with online courses, there's a space for an online course creation podcast. And with the Online Course Insider podcast, I want to get inside the minds of other course creators. That's what it's all about, both for me selfishly to learn how to become a better creator myself, but also and primarily to help you, whether you're a beginner or someone who has been creating online courses for a while, I want to help you make better online courses and ultimately bring in more revenue and make more money with your own courses. So the structure of the podcast is mostly going to be interview based. I'm going to be bringing in guest stars from across the world, across the internet landscape who have been creating their own online courses and have been successful with it. So this is going to be people who are both selling courses on big marketplaces and also self-hosting their online courses. We're going to be seeing the entire process from creation and coming up with the great, the best ideas for an online course and also the promotion and the publishing process. What do you do after you've created your course to make sure that you make sales and you build your own brand and grow your own audience. So while this isn't an online business podcast, there's a lot of those out there already. I don't want to replicate that. I want it to be focused on course creators. And that's why I want to create this podcast because there's not really anything out there right now. I know a couple of people have tried to do it in the past and there might be something out there that I haven't found myself But I know there's a lot of people out there like me who are course creators and who would love to listen to case studies and have a podcast dedicated to course creators. So that's my goal. That's what I hope to do. And I'm always looking for feedback. So if you have any feedback on how I can make this podcast better, I encourage you to get in touch with me through onlinecoursemasters.com, which will take you to my main site, Video School Online. So let's talk a little bit more about me so I can, you know, share a little bit of my story. So you trust why I'm creating this podcast and you know a little bit more about who I am. I've been creating online courses for a while now. And uh, when I'm recording this intro to this podcast, it's the beginning of 2017. And I've been creating online courses since 2012, really since the beginning of the, the ease and the availability for anyone to create an online course and sell it to anyone around the world. 
early and in the late 2005 to 2012 or so, the MOOCs, the Massive Open Online Courses, were coming out. And this changed the landscape of online education. Online courses have been around for a long time, since the 90s, and colleges have been doing this. But when sites like Udemy and Skillshare and lynda.com came around, this was a an opportunity for people like you and me to put together our own course and teach people around the world. So before I get too far into my backstory, I just want to share where I'm at today so you can kind of see where I am now and we can go back and see how I started. Currently, I have sold over a million dollars worth of courses on across different platforms. I sell on sites like Udemy, I sell on sites like Skillshare and a number of other marketplaces. And I also self-host my courses. And I also have side businesses based off of my course content that increase my revenue. And I just want to talk a little bit about why I love online courses so much. And it's just an amazing thing. And if you have started creating your own courses and if you've sold even one course, you know the feeling of selling something that you've created to a stranger and having them appreciate your knowledge and your teaching. It's an amazing feeling. And you stop trading your hours for dollars. It's not completely passive income. There's still a lot of work with it to create the product and then to maintain it. But there's lots of systems that we can put in place to automate everything from even the creation process also the transaction process and then the post process of making sure students are happy with the course, getting the feedback that they need, answering questions. The, the Really the only time that I spend after the fact of creating a course is answering student questions. And with such a large audience, I've sold my courses. Over 250,000 students to this day have enrolled in my courses, both free and paid courses. So that is a decent amount of questions that I have to answer, but it's well worth the time that I spend answering questions because I'm making over five figures a month or five figures a month consistently for the past couple of years. And like I said, I've sold over a million dollars worth of courses. It has truly changed my life. I was able to leave my full-time job to focus on this full-time, which allows me to pursue other passions without having a full-time job. So doing things like video production and documentary making, which is really what I'm passionate about. It's allowed me to pay off over $100,000 in student loans. I'll talk more about the student loans later. That's an, a crazy amount of loan and debt that I had. And it was really stressful out of college. I'm only at this point, only five, six years out of college. So it hasn't been too long, but I was able to pay off that debt, travel the world with my wife. And we've gone to a number of amazing places. We paid for our own, our own wedding and we even purchased a house with the money that I've earned and we've earned from online courses. So it's an amazing thing. And I can't promise that I'm going to make you a millionaire. I can't promise that you're going to make $10,000 in a month with online courses. But I can tell you and guarantee that everything that I teach you in this podcast and everything that my guests teach you and bring to the table will help you become a better online course creator. And we're going to show you exactly what we're doing to become successful and to 
create great courses, to teach others, to help others, and to make money from it. So I'm, I really, from the bottom of my, of my heart, I just want to make sh- this podcast as genuine as possible. This isn't a rich, get rich quick scheme at all. So we're not going to say it's easy, but we will show you the exact steps to try to make it easier for you. So that's pretty much the intro to this podcast. And now I'm going to give you a little bit more information about my backstory and talk about how I've grown my brand, how I got into online courses. But for those of you who just want to get straight into the interviews in the next couple of episodes, we will be diving into interviews with other course creators. So if you know you already know me, go ahead and skip forward to the next episode. If you want to know a little bit more about me and how I'm growing my brand and what I am doing in the future for my courses, then come on board. So a little bit more of my backstory. I grew up in Los Angeles, California, out in the LA County area. And had a really great childhood. A lot of family around, a lot of cousins living around me, great friends, great school, great parents who, you know, were, I was very fortunate to go to a good school and to uh, have a, have a, stable household growing up. There were financial problems. Uh, We weren't rich by any means. And we, you know, there's little stories that I think make me the way that I am now about money, just being very careful about how I spend my money, because I want to provide a good life for my own family. And one of those is you know, that still sticks with me today. And you can tell just the fact that I'm telling this story. It's, it's something that really affected me. Uh, but as a kid, there was uh, the trip to Washington, D.C. and New York. And that was the trip that everyone in my class got to go on. I believe it was in eighth grade. And I was one of two kids that didn't get to go. And, you know, this is just one big example. There's lots of other examples of, you know, the kid next door getting the nice video game system, the kid next door getting to go to Disneyland and or the movies or whatever. And my family, we just couldn't afford those kinds of things all the time. So that really stuck with me. And so as soon as I went to college and really after college is when I started being more aware of finances and wanting to be stable and make enough money to have a, a, a stable and, and financially free life without the burden of, of finances. So I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. So back in high school, I started getting into video production and I even had a weekly television show on the cable access channel in the local towns. So three towns next to us and my town, we, we actually had a local TV show all about baseball. It was called baseball talk. And yeah, we talked about baseball. It was pretty awesome. I did it with my good friend, Christian Hartnett, and we had over 140 episodes in a few years. So we were very dedicated to it. And that was really what got me into content creation. And from there, I decided to apply to film and television programs at colleges. So I applied to a bunch of colleges around the country, and I ended up going to Loyola Marymount University right here in Los Angeles. And I had an amazing time there. I learned a lot about myself. I was able to study abroad in Germany, which opened me up to other cultures. I really haven't had it traveled before that aside doing some service projects down in Tijuana, Mexico. 
And I also did some service projects in college in India and Mexico. And it was just an amazing experience that really changed my life. And travel has become a big part of my life since then. And so I try to make sure that my wife and I go on some sort of trip every year to make sure that we can experience the beautiful world that we live in. And not only around the world, but even in our own country and in our own state, I appreciate the beauty of Southern California even more now because I've seen other places around the world. So college was really amazing. It was the quintessential four-year experience. And it also came with that quintessential debt, which is a big burden to a lot of current students. And my first advice is to really know what you're getting into if you do go to college or if you have kids going to college. Make sure that they're fully aware that they're getting themselves into debt if they are going to a school that puts them in debt. I did have a scholarship for the four years that paid for about half of tuition, but not room and board. But by the end of my four years, I was over $100,000 in student loan debt. And going into college, I thought, oh, you know, it's no big deal. I'm just going to figure it out. That's kind of what my parents said as well. They said, you know, you're going to figure out. It's going to be fine. And so coming out of school, that was a huge burden. And it was a reality shock seeing how much I had to pay back every month. So I got a full-time job straight out of school, which was amazing. Through my internship, I was working at Participant Media working on their website, takepart.com, shooting and editing short documentaries. It was exactly what I wanted to do. I was living out there with friends on the west side of LA, working in Beverly Hills. It was a really fun job. But at the end of the day, I wasn't really making any money because it was all going to my student loans and then my apartment rent. So I wasn't getting ahead at all. My roommates decided to move out. I was left there by myself, so I had to move home with my parents. I was commuting four hours a day to this job, and I was depressed. I was sad. I was anxious about finances, and I really was at a bad place. This was about a year after college, and it was probably the low point in my life, and it was an early time in my life, and I'm still relatively... I'm still young. I'm only 27 years old at the time of recording this, but... It was the low point in my life. And so I I actually ended up leaving that job and trying to do freelance from, from home, basically. I just couldn't take the commute anymore. But freelancing and living at home with my parents after college just wasn't working out. And so after a few months of doing that, I decided that my number one goal was to move out of the house. And to do that, I needed another full-time job. So I got another job working at a college down in Irvine, California, a small technical school on their media communications team doing video production. So it was another job where I was actually doing what I enjoyed. And this job was decent. I was able to move out. Great little team of coworkers. And this is where I really learned about online education. I was actually creating online educational content, video content for this school for their own website. And that's when I found out about Udemy. And Udemy was this place. It was this... Back then, I can remember the day I I checked out their website. I can remember walking into my boss's office and being like, hey, you got to see this website. It's so cool. 
You can create classes, put it all up there. There's a little note-taking part. People can add discussions and anyone can do it. Anyone can teach. Any student can log in and learn. And it was inspiring. And so I used that as a basis for the content we were creating. But it also sparked an idea in my mind that maybe I could create an online class as well. Up until this point, I'd always been entrepreneurial. As a kid, I had the lemonade stand. I had garage sales where I tried to sell baseball cards. I remember trying to sell my sister's toys that I didn't want anymore. (laughs) And sometimes it worked. I was a decent salesman. In high school, I was buying stuff from local thrift shops and selling on a it on eBay. And then even after school, after college, I was doing wedding videography on the side. It was the most uh, successful side gig and business that I had started till that point. And so I'd always been trying to do something on the side. And I had also around this time discovered smart passive income, a start and an inspiration that a lot of you might have as well. I was thinking about writing my own ebook at this time called Diary of a Film Student. It was going to be a recollection of thoughts and memories from my film school days. And so I was really serious about this. I, ha- I even had the domain name diaryofafilmstudent.com. I, I don't even know if I still have it actually. And so I was really thinking about creating a sort of passive income through that. But then I found out about Udemy and I thought, hey, this sounds pretty cool. I have some skills. I know how to do video editing, photography, production. I know lots of different things and maybe and I know how to create videos. So let me put together a course. So this was in October of 2012 and I or probably September and I quickly put together a course on video editing in the program that I was using which is no longer around Final Cut Pro 7. So tip number 1 is to make sure that courses you create will be evergreen for a long time, hopefully a long time. And if they're not going to be evergreen for a long time, make sure that you make enough money in the short amount of time that you, you they are relevant. That class, though, it actually made a decent amount of money. And in that first month after I launched the course, it made $62. That $62 changed my life because it was a, it was a, it showed me that I could create something of value that someone else will actually pay for. I could create something out of thin air. I could sell my thoughts, basically. Not only sell my thoughts, I could teach other people. And it was early on where I found that appreciation for that specifically. One of my students in that classes ended up getting a job, their first job in college because they had skills of video editing. They were going to school at USC and they were working, they were looking for a job at uh, the campus newspaper or something and they were hiring a video editor and she learned from my course. Very early on, that was something that just changed my life. And I've had thousands of other stories since then like that of people using the skills from my classes to make their own life better. And that's really at the end of the day what it's all about. If I can't do that, it's not worth all the money to me to be creating online courses. It's worth it because I'm helping people. And so those $62 changed my life. I thought, well, if I can make $62 from one class, what if I had 10 classes? That would be $600 in a month. I hadn't thought that, I hadn't realized that if I was creating more classes, they would kind of snowball and 
cross promote, be able to cross breed and actually grow my income even faster. And so it took a while, but I created a few more courses. And within a year, I had made over $1,000 in a single month. This was crazy. I was still working full time, but it was like $1,000 extra in a month. This was amazing. At this time, I was working at that college in, in Irvine, California, and I wasn't making a lot. I was living on my own. I was paying my bills, and I really wasn't making any extra money or saving money. I had to buy my own car because I didn't have a car. So a lot of money went to that, bought a good used Hyundai Accent, the most unsexy car out there, but I still have it to this day. It's what I drive today and I love it because it gets me from point A to point B when I'm not using my bike, that is. And so this extra $1,000 a month or it was $62, then it was 100, then 200, then 400, 600, 800, then 1,000. This was amazing. And so I just kept creating content kept creating courses and the income continued to grow. Pretty early on in January of 2013, I realized that I needed a home base for my courses. I needed to be able to promote my own courses. And so I created my brand, Video School Online, basically because the domain name was available. I was looking for something, a brand related to video production and online education. And so Video School Online was an available URL. And so I purchased it and that became my brand. Just nothing really special, just serendipitous. It was available. So that became my brand. I also started my YouTube channel, which was has been a great way to grow my brand, which now has over 40,000 subscribers at the time of this recording. And with both of those sites, the site and the YouTube channel, I have tried to be consistent posting content at least once a week since then. And so that's one of my first pieces of advice for you listening to this podcast is from the very beginning, start creating your own home base and your own brand. And one thing that I didn't do from the very beginning, but I kind of caught on relatively early was building an email list. And you can start out using free services. MailChimp has a free service up to, I believe, 2,000 subscribers. I was using MailPoet, which is a free plugin for WordPress sites. Start building a, an email list so that you can educate and promote your courses to that list as you grow your online course income and as you grow your business. So over the few years since then, I've just continued to grow my website, grow my brand, starting all my social media channels for my brand. I've experimented in all kinds of different things, creating premium courses, creating podcasts, doing webinars, doing live shows, doing all kinds of things to expand my income and my business. One of the best ways that I've been able to expand my income is through repurposing my content. I've converted books into or my courses into Amazon Kindle ebooks. I've put videos from my courses on YouTube. I've become affiliates for programs like Bluehost or Amazon where I can promote video production equipment or photography gear that I use and highly recommend. And for referring people to those those sites, I get a little bit of income. And then I've also started self-hosting my courses. So up until this time, uh, or throughout this entire time, a lot of my income comes from 
course marketplaces like Udemy and Skillshare, Stack Social, Adobe Know How. There's lots of them out there. I've experimented with tons of them. Some of them have completely failed and not brought any income. So I'm very careful about where I put my courses now but others have thrived and have been consistent. Some of my oldest classes are still making money. So there is a passive income sense to creating courses because a lot of the work is done up front. And there are courses that I haven't touched that rarely get questions because I have a lot of FAQ files and a lot of resources in the class to help people out. And those courses are still making sales years later. And so through all this, I've been able to increase my income to making over $10,000 a month. Best month, My best month was recently where I made over $50,000 in a single month. That was in November of 2016. And this is just insane. Let's just pause for a minute because I just want to realize for you and for myself to remember how insane this is to make not only $10,000 a month, but to make $50,000 in a single month from a business that I've created, that's more than most people make in an entire year around the world. And I'm so fortunate and so blessed and a little bit of luck. Everything, you know, being in the right place in the right time, everything does take a little bit of luck and skill. But I believe that you can also create your own luck. You can really the way that I've become so successful is just by creating a ton of content. That means creating a ton of courses, but also creating a ton of YouTube videos, blog content, being on other people's podcasts, doing webinars, putting myself out there, and you can do the same. So what are my plans for the future? Well, obviously, I'm doing this podcast, and I hope this becomes a big part of my brand. It's going to be a great way to create consistent content for my website and to help other people out. I'm going to continue creating higher quality courses. So I've created over 50 courses now, and the quality ranges. In the beginning, I look back at my first courses, and it's hard to look back at them because... One, I seem a lot younger, I seem more nervous, and the quality of the video, the audio, the teaching is just not where it's at today. And that's something that I had to learn along the way, how to teach. I had never taught anything before. And so learning to be a teacher, not only in general, but also to teach through online courses, through video content, was something that I had to learn. And so now I'm redoing some of my older courses and I'm putting together just more higher quality courses. I'm also doing a lot of co-instructing and this is a way to expand your audience and to expand your course library because I can co-instruct with friends of mine who might be more of an expert in a topic, but they're not an expert in creating online courses so that we can pair up and create amazing courses together. And that's been something that I that really has been kind of the most fun for me because to be honest, it can be a little bit boring and lonely creating courses every day of the week by myself because I forgot to mention that at a point, I'd moved from down south in Irvine to Berkeley, California with my wife when she was getting her grad graduate master's degree in social work. And I was working full-time up there as well. I got a job at UC Berkeley as their lead videographer for their news team. And that was great. But then 
for a while I was growing my income, growing my income, and it was getting to be three, four, five thousand dollars a month. And at a point, I was making more money from my online courses than my full-time job. And at that point, I was like, maybe I should focus on my own business. Because if I could spend the 40 hours a week that I was at a job on my online courses and my business, I believe that I could grow my business. So when we moved back down to SoCal after school, I talked to Isabel, my wife, and I said, okay, let me do this for six months and let's see how it it goes. If it's maintaining itself or growing, then I'm going to continue doing it. Well, I haven't looked back. Income has grown dramatically. The website's doing better than ever. The YouTube channel, everything seems to be growing. And it has a lot to do with having that extra time to spend on on my business, but also having more time for myself and my family, which makes me just a little bit happier than I was before when I was spending 40 hours at a job and then coming home and working on my courses at night and on the weekends. So since 2015, since May of 2015, I've been working on this full time. So anyways, got on a sidetrack, which might happen in this podcast from time to time. But what I was talking about before was just, it is a little bit lonely to do this by yourself every day. And so co-instructing and having things like mastermind groups where you're interacting with other people, like-minded people, those are some really important things to, to start to do when you are starting as an online teacher. And then the last focus of mine is my course membership bundles. On my website, videoschoolonline.com, I have course bundles, which is really the best way for students to take my courses because it's the best price and you get the most bang for your buck. You can access different bundles. I have a bundle for photographers, video creators, and online teachers and business creators. And each bundle contains all of the courses related to that topic. And you get access to all of the new courses in that topic as well. So if I ever create another video production course or anything related to video production, you're going to automatically get access to it. And I create new courses for those bundles every couple months or so. So that's what I'm focusing on to make sure that my revenue is balanced between what I have control of, which is on my site, versus what's on a marketplace where, with like Udemy or Skillshare where I don't have as much control. So that's what my future is like. And I'm so excited about where this road is going to take me. I never count on the income lasting more than six months. And I think that's a good mindset to have with all the changes in the online environment, you just never know what's going to happen. And so making sure you're prepared for your income to disappear in three, four, five, six months, or even next month is important. Have a, a an emergency fund and savings saved up so that if you have to find a job or if you have to pivot and have time to do that properly is important. And just, you know, I've never, I've, I've never done this just for the money. Even in the beginning, I thought, wow, this is amazing extra money. And I've always tried to treat it as so. And I know that's not possible for a lot of people, but I've always tried to make sure that, well, at a time, my full-time job was covering my expenses and then online income was covering everything else, savings, investments, paying off loans. And then now my wife's income pays for our expenses and everything like that. And then my income is extra for savings investments and, you know, doing any extra projects around the house or anything. There's a lot of those happening right now with our new house. I'm always trying to 
not get content and not get rely on the fact that this income is going to happen for the next two, three, four, five years. We just don't know where it's going to go. And that's why this podcast is going to be so exciting because over time, I'm going to be talking to other people who are in the same space and doing the same thing so that I can learn how to better prepare myself and to grow my own business and expand my business so that I have more control and more stability in the long run. So I really hope you enjoyed this episode and it's just an introduction and this show is going to be much better, I believe, when I have other guests on the show. So please subscribe and check out onlinecoursemasters.com to see an archive of all of the current and past episode guests. And if you have anyone that you'd like to hear from or if you are a course creator yourself and would like to be featured on the show, head over to onlinecoursemasters.com and shoot me a message. I would love to hear your story and share it with the world. If you're looking to fast track your success in creating and selling better online courses, you can also download my free seven-step guide from onlinecoursemasters.com, which will get you started with creating your first or your next online course. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you in the next episode.